Finally. Just finally. We've done it. Whatever you want the finally to be. Whether it be, we finally have a win. We finally have beat Seattle at home. Their home since 2015. Or we finally beat our unbeaten streak of almost a two-year drought. But we have finally got three points on the table. San Jose, we've done it. In fact, in Almeida, in the purple sweater, we trust. I, you know, actually, hold on. I have one way to fix this. Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. No more sitting in the shadows. We're known for our winning ways and not being the best. That just ain't for us. We're loud, we're proud, and we're unapologetic about it. So even when times are looking as dark as the black and blue we wear on our crest, we tell them that Goonies never say die. And when we're done shaking things up on the pitch, there's another shake coming. This is something that's been created by the people, for the people. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquakes related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. In the purple sweater, we trust. Vamos San Jose. We finally got the win. It feels, it literally feels so good. I could have cried. I literally felt like I could have cried most of the game. And when the final whistle blew, I felt like I had just played a 90. It has been a very long time. Well, I was going to say until we got some points, but we've tied the last couple games. But since we've got a win, I believe since March or May. And it feels so good, especially against a team like Seattle, who, while is very depleted, is a quality team. And I, I was just watching as we were going and they play a very similar system to us, but the difference is they've really built a club and a culture. And it really made me frustrated during a very positive overall performance and results that they've built uh, their Tacoma defiance USL squad. And so many of those players play in the same system and they can just come in and they can just play in the first team. And yes, they're playing 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds, but yet they can come in and they play at this high level. And yes, they got great fans and that can probably help build the boost, maybe some ego, maybe we can feel a little bit better, but there is quality there. And I got to give credit to the coach for working with depleted squad. But talking about a coach that worked with a depleted squad, vamos Almeida, vamos San Jose. We got a win. It felt so good. Just, we played well. We played with heart. That was the biggest thing. We had players out of position. We had players that haven't played in a long time and we just played with heart and we fought for it. And I want, I was about to say it wasn't the prettiest win, but this was a chess match. This was very similar. Both teams really holding back the lines, pressing the same way, very similar formations, at least with the three in the back. And it was who was willing to break down first. And thank you, JT Markinowski for coming up huge on multiple occasions, but two in particular with the chip through and then their 17 year old was through on a one V one. And he makes a save on both of them. Huge, huge saves to make sure that it was level during both of those saves, but that really got us the win and made sure we didn't lose the game. Overall, great performance. Everyone, well, we'll get to that later, but almost everyone was putting in a shift for the badge tonight. You could see the squad wanted it. Every Achilles heel we've had and that we've complained about was absolutely thwarted tonight. Slow starts. Nope. We came out. We wanted this win. Not being able to hold on to a lead. We didn't just sit back. It started to happen naturally because there were a lot of substitutions by Seattle that made them more offensive minded. And we were 
gassed and we had almost no one on the bench, but we didn't just sit back and pray. We wanted the win and we fought for it. And we were very unlucky not to get that second goal due to VAR. Just getting in our own way, sloppy passes. Yes, there were a couple, yes, there were a couple moments here and there, but that's gonna happen in a 90. But it wasn't long spells of it. And yes, we struggled to get out of the middle and build up, but there were also times where we had about 15 connected passes in a row where Seattle couldn't even touch us. We were switching the ball. We looked like a team that knew what we were doing and we wanted to know what we were doing. And that is something we haven't seen in the past. Now we move on to the player reviews. Uh, first, we had JT. Uh, I said he got a 7.4 out of 10. Huge performance with two big-time saves. Came in with an intensity and did not look he wanted to be scored on. Not that he ever wants to be scored on, but it looked like he was really shutting it down today, and it really kept us together because I was afraid if one of those went in, maybe our heads go down, Seattle gets loud, which they already were, but they would have gone blistering loud, and that could have put us behind. But huge, huge saves by JT, who's my man of the match to keep us in the game and get us the three points. All right, Abikasas is next. He had a few moments in the first half, kind of disappeared, kind of no man's land. Other times was really connected to the play. However, big time second half, which really kept that explosive left side of Seattle quiet for the night. Now he did get subbed, but I felt like I saw him playing defense super high up, making it all the way back, making sure he got there. And then he was involved in some offensive plays. So I really liked what I saw in that second half from Bobby Casas. I gave him a 6.7 out of 10. Uh, the back three I kind of gave around the similar standpoint. I feel like they're really starting to connect well. I give them all 6.9s out of 10. First, we'll start with Beeson. Uh, I said this first sentence about all of them. I said, great energy and synergy again from the back three tonight. Felt that was true. They all put in a shift. They all used their strengths. They weren't trying to do things they weren't good at. Alanis isn't the most quick or athletic, so he leaves that to Nathan and Beeson, who can rely on that a little bit more. Nathan's a little bit more aggressive. Beeson's maybe a little bit more athletic. Alanis is maybe a little bit more experienced and better on the ball. All all worked well tonight. But for Beeson in particular, good use of energy and athleticism to really put pressure on that right side. I really feel like he was shutting it down, putting his body on the line, getting in front of crosses. Didn't let Metch come from that right side cross-wise. Really liked what I saw. He made a couple runs, had one bad run up top, but I'm not expecting my center back to be making plays. Uh, Alanis next. Great energy and synergy again, blah, blah, blah. Great reading of the game to stop the over-the-top balls. Now, there was that one that led... To I think Freddie Montero just got subbed in, and then it was a wide shot. It wasn't the best shot in the world. Other than that, I feel like they were doing a really good job of dropping when they needed to, and just making sure that space wasn't available, but also not leaving that midfield space for Judson and uh, uh, Flo to have to like do double coverage on. And they were already outnumbered. Uh, next is Nathan. Great stepping to the holding midfielder again to make sure there wasn't a holding uh, play in the midfield and make sure there wasn't a false nine. Does a great job of stepping when he needs to, learning how to read those challenges. A couple of risky plays, and I, I think it's going to bite us in the butt later in the season, but for tonight, it was great. I loved it. Passion, like always. We love to see it. <laughs> Youngworth. I'm not going to lie. When I saw he was in the lamp, I was a little scared with him and Judson. I think most people were. But man, he put, he put his heart and soul into the game. My exact words. Did not have an outstanding performance, but he did the job. He kept it simple. That's exactly what we needed for him tonight. He was going to be outnumbered. He was going to be outclassed in the midfield. There was no doubt about it. Just keep it simple. Play the, Don't be the superstar by trying to do all these fancy moves. And we'll actually get to that later. Just play your role, and that's how you become the superstar. And he was great. Great effort on the 50-50 ball, uh, which actually found its way to Espinosa for the goal. 
his body did look like it was giving up around the hour mark and i really wish we would have kind of subbed him then but i understand with the number situation he had to keep him in ended up working out and you know what that's again just him showing his heart his body isn't quite there and it, it hurts not to see him in the squad as much but it makes sense but man did he put his heart in especially for that final 30 minutes the first 15 minutes i thought he was going to be done after 20 oh my goodness first 15 minutes running hard doing all these plays he was playing at a very unreal pace and i was very happy with it I uh, gave him a 6.7 out of 10. Uh, another 6.7 out of 10. Jutsen. The engine was in full force today. Put on a real defensive showcase. Was winning balls, tackling, covering for about three different people, three different positions, running all over the place. Right back at the end of the game, right wing back, center mid, attacking mid. Had to play up top a little bit for the pressing, just the way the system worked. Unreal. And offensively, I mean, you never really expect much from him, but it was a great overall performance. Gave him a 6.7 out of 10. Salinas, I gave him a 6.9 out of 10, almost a 7. It was close. He fought hard, and he didn't see the ball as much as he did in the previous games, which, I mean, is understandable. He can't go to him every time, and I feel like it really helped us this game because it really spread out the play, and it came from different areas. And, oh, my God, Yamar on the other team is an absolute beast. So the fact that he did as well and got a body mag on him too was incredible. But I said, yet it was very dangerous. Uh, when he did get the ball, even though he only found it a few times. And then he also fought for the badge tonight on defense. I love it. I've been very critical on Salinas defensively because I feel like he gives too much space. Last couple of games, he's really gone against that. And he has been up in their face, pressing them, using his athleticism, and really won us the ball. And I loved it tonight. Uh, trophies. I gave him a 5.5 out of 10. Poor effort today. Slow on the ball. Slow off the ball. Just a poor attitude. Extremely disappointing. And I, I just feel like that's true. There were times where he'd slow down the play and he cr he's creative, but that just wasn't needed today. And it just, he didn't look like he wanted to, like there were a couple times I saw him running back for the ball, but didn't look interested. And maybe he kind of tweaked his ankle, but he had a chance early on that he just skied over the net, could have played it wide, needs to, uh, for a pass for Espinoza, could have made that 1-0 or, you know, put it on target. Unlucky. I think he's a great finisher. So that was unlucky. Had another chance later where he just passes it to the keeper. And then right after, just puts his head down. Doesn't look like he wants to do anything. Looks at his ankle. Maybe it was hurting. Maybe his ego was hurting. But he looked like he did not want to play for the Badger Knight. And it really frustrated me, especially from a player I rate very highly. And I say he doesn't always have the best work ethic, but can at least be creative. And you just didn't see much of anything tonight. And that was very poor. Espinoza, the goal getter. 7 out of 10. Great to see him back on the score sheet after a rough season and starting to really get back into form. Terrified the defense whenever the ball was near him and worked his butt off for the squad. Every Earthquakes fan had a big smile on the face when they saw Espinoza. And I think every player on the squad felt the same way, running over and hugging him, not just because of the win, not just because it's cold, because I think we do that every time. But I think there was an extra thing in the air when he scored because he fights every game for us. In previous seasons, he's usually our top goal getter or top assist. And he fights every game in this season and just hasn't been there for him. He's getting close, but hasn't really had those opportunities or explosive runs like he has. But he's running up and down the line, putting his body on the line, running for balls. He probably shouldn't even be just to make it a challenge, pressing defenders. He fights for the squad. Everyone loves that. And today he was rewarded with getting on the score sheet. Absolutely love to see 7 out of 10 for Espinosa. Cal didn't have the best game today. 6.5 out of 10. Was not his day. Yet, he was still creating opportunities and creating space for the squad. The issue is when he gets frustrated, he tries to make up with these messy-like runs where he tries taking on the whole team. And he has some good ability, but he's not messy, obviously. And this is where the team suffers. 
He's young and he'll learn, but I, I really appreciate Almeida summing him out when he did because I feel like he read early that he was getting frustrated both with taking on challenges and not passing the ball and then the silly foul to get the yellow at the end. Wasn't really the most tactical foul because we had numbers behind. Flo kind of tried to calm him down, which again is another thing I like having Flo in the squad. Really talks to his players, really gets everyone involved. Um, I mean, he was effective in his moments. And what I do like about Cal is even when he's not getting the ball, he's at least creating space because he'll dribble at defenders, make them know that his pace is there. They'll have to back up a little bit. It's good. I still keep him in the squad. Even when he wasn't doing great, still effective. I think when he became ineffective is when he would get the ball and he would refuse to pass and he would try to make up for it by making a spectacular play. Even if he's not playing well, just by trying to play how you should be playing, that's when he helps us. Sometimes you're not going to have a good touch. Sometimes you're not going to get by people. That's fine. It's when you're trying to take on seven people versus passing, that's when it hurts. Subs. Lopez. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely what we needed in the game and when we needed it. Great substitution by Almeida. Uh, he really shored up the left side on defense uh, to see out the game and still found a way to be effective on offense. I mean, he was very unlucky not to have that assist. Unlucky Rios, I, I commend so hard for... He, I commend so much. He worked so hard in his few moments. I, I, I am on him a lot, but I think he's better as a sub with very few minutes. And he worked for it today and so on inches from keeping that ball in. Absolutely loved it from Rios and absolutely loved Lopez's overall performance because he was working. He really shirt up that left side for us. Wondolowski, good energy when he came in. Was extremely unlucky to have the goal Rudolph, uh, Rudolph for VAR. Looked very composed. I almost thought it wasn't going in because he was so like, took his time with it. It didn't look pacey and then it just went in. It was beautiful. So unfortunate. And when... I would have liked to see maybe a little more energy from him, a little more pressing, but he got the job done and he ran a little bit more than I thought. So it was great. Oh, Remedy. I wish he was in earlier. I wish he played more. I was calling for him earlier for Youngworth because he looked gassed, but kept him all in. And so unlucky to have that foul called on, on top of the box. It wasn't a foul. I'm, I will say though we got lucky with a lot of calls and we got a lot of calls going our way. So I, I guess, you know, they have to get one. Also, absolutely ridiculous and un unprofessional, and there needs to be something, a statement made about how there was no talk of the added time, how much added time there was going to be, because the, if we got scored on, that would have been ridiculous. Anyways, Romedi shirt up the defense. Rios, like I said, worked hard in that one play, and that was pretty much for the players, but really poor from Chofus, um, I feel, today. But the rest really showed heart and really showed what to do. Cal, you saw his... I don't want to say inexperience, but his age kind of showed today and his youthfulness, uh, a little bit of frustration. Good by the veteran players to talk to him and good by Almeida to know when to sub. Trophies uh, on the set pieces was poor delivery multiple times and Espinosa had some decent ones, but I would like to see better delivery overall on our few set pieces be a little bit more threatening. Uh, we did better defensively. Everything that... Actually, before I make this next point, this this is another reason why we're so frustrated where we are in the table is because we've been having problems in the last two or three games, and it seems by the next game, we start to make the adjustment like almost immediately, and we don't have much of a squad to work with. So the fact that he's doing that really shows the coaching staff is working hard, and I appreciate it, and I see that they're putting in the effort, and it's going into the training ground every week. But what's so frustrating about this is when we had our full squad, or pretty much our full squad, we saw same team members every week, same tactics every week, and same results every week. 
now we're seeing different results. Now we're seeing different members. Now we're seeing different formations, different tactics. And we're starting to get the ball rolling. We're starting to show teams we're the real deal. Now it's a depleted Seattle squad, so you can't be too, too excited. But it's a quality Seattle squad, nonetheless, at Seattle. And we're traveling, and we looked a little jet-lagged. Great result, nothing to take away from us. It's just, I want, we could have used this earlier. But can't fix the past, only got what's ahead of us. And that actually brings up a point that I will show here. So here I have the current live standings of the table of the recording. We are now in 10th place, and this apparently shows that top seven will go to playoffs. We are at 17 points. The next closest playoff spot is at 20, however, two games below us. But if we look at that fifth place spot, tied in games, LAFC, 23 points. We're on 16 games and 17 points. We play LAFC in two games. If we win this next game versus Portland, we go up to 20. Portland will stay at 19, still be a game below us. We then jump up a bit. LA may win their game. Who knows? We then beat LAFC. We're on 23 points. And on the same amount of games, maybe one more than LAFC. If they lose their next game, we'll be around the same score. Our goal differential will be worse. I doubt we're going to score that many goals. But this just shows where we're still in contention. We're still right there. If we can win these next two tough games, and they're going to be tough, maybe get a win versus Portland and a tie versus LA. If we can get some serious points off this, we're right back in it. Right back in it. But it has to be now. We can't afford those, oh, you know, in the season, there's going to be those rough days. Get a tie. We blew those away. We blew our freebies away and maybe a little bit extra. We got to make up. Today was a great makeup game. You tell me at the beginning of the season, we have a, a win versus Seattle. I said, yes, please. Yes, please. Just don't lose by seven each game. Every Earthquakes fan remembers those games very well from last year. So those are some great, great results we got today. But there's a lot to go and we have to make up for it. Also, two stats that are a little frustrating again as an Earthquakes fan. Beginning of last game, or the beginning of this game, we hadn't won a game in Seattle since 2015. Also, the last time, we're now on an unbeaten streak of five. For the game, we were on an unbeaten streak of four. The last time we were on an unbeaten streak of four, June of 2019. So that, that really makes me worrisome of getting these next two results. However, we're looking good and we like to go on these runs. Got to take it one game at a time. Got to look at the tactics. Portland are a little bit depleted, but they're starting to come back. They're starting to look a little bit more like Portland. So we got to be ready. It's not going to be like last time. It's not going to be like last time at all. They're going to be a lot better. And we got to be ready for it. It's at Portland. We're traveling. I know Portland and Seattle aren't that far, but it's been a lot of traveling and a lot of quick succession. And we're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time, especially in this upcoming month. And we're extremely depleted on the squad. I don't know how Flo is going to be walking the next two or three days. We need to dig deep. We need to dig deep and we need to hope that... Actually, I hope Yule doesn't play tomorrow on the Gold Cup final. And we need him back. I don't, I don't think that we're so much missing his play as much, but we could use the body. We could use the body absolutely. And I'd like to see when all these players come back how we're going to change everything. It's going to be very interesting, but for now, we just got to focus on the future. Now, we can go to some fan questions. See what's up with you guys. Uh, you guys have been great with fan questions recently as well. 
So if you give me a second, uh, we have our first fan question from, let me get to it, Devin Perez on Instagram commented hashtag ask aftershock with all the changes to this up this week's formation and lineup what do you think will stick around for the next game against lafc Ramady, rios and Ferro? uh well we're playing portland next but <laughs> um i'll still answer the question uh rios and Ferro. uh <laughs> i don't want to see Ferro. i don't want to see him i don't want to see him rios at least earned a substitution for me uh Ramady only didn't start because i think he has ran an unreal amount of distance and played an unreal amount of minutes while being fouled. And I think he picked up an injury in the last game. He's looking good. I want him back as soon as he's healthy. If we can, ah, oh, God, but I'd, I'd love to rest him for a game because he needs the rest, but we can't afford it. So I would love to see, I don't even really actually, let me reread that question. Cause I'm kind of just talk. I just saw Rios and Fierro and I almost threw up. Um, <laughs> What do I think will stick for next? I think it'll be a very similar lineup. I think it'll be a very, very similar lineup. Maybe Ramady comes in. But otherwise, I think it's the same lineup. Benji should be coming back within the next two games, I think. Uh, I think Tommy Thompson's set to make a return soon. And it'll be good to see at least... I'd love Benji to start. Maybe uh, bring Tommy back into the rotation through substitution. But uh, we just some numbers would be lovely. Some numbers would absolutely be lovely. Uh, but I think it's going to be a very similar rotation for the next game. Maybe one one or two changes due to injuries at best. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll throw... Oh, maybe Yule. Maybe Yule if he's back, but I don't think we'll throw him. Maybe he'll be back for the LAFC game, but I don't know about for this Portland game. Our next question comes from the Benjineer from Ben. Uh, hashtag Ask Aftershock. What do you think the team can learn about this W against Sounders so that they can continue the season playing games of high intensity like this? I think you really hit the head on the nail with the high intensity. It's when we're playing at this high level and we're not making the silly mistakes and we're coming out strong and doing all the things I talked about earlier, not beating ourselves that we can play at a higher level. And yes, Seattle is extremely depleted and they're playing a bunch of teenagers, still a quality squad. And we showed that we can go in there and we can be creative and we can have these opportunities. So I think we need to go in it and not look at it and be like, oh, we're the best. We can do it. And then just go into the next game with too much confidence. I think we can look at it and be like, if we take it seriously and we fight hard for 90 and we do our homework on the tactics, we really have an opportunity. And that kind of reminds me, I was a little frustrated. If you notice, all our goal scoring opportunities really came from creativity or cutting in through the middle. And a lot of times we had opportunities where we go down the line and we cross it and it just didn't end up anywhere. One time it did and it bounced up two bounces that ends up to trophies and then he passes it to the keeper but all our serious chances came from creative plays all right our final question and i'm sorry that i'm probably gonna mispronounce this jh say 10 commented hashtag ask aftershock is there an explanation for why almeida starts or plays certain players that most fans agree shouldn't be playing is it in their contract to guarantee a start a number of minutes um, I would, I would really imagine not on the contract thing. I mean, who knows? And then at the end of the day, I don't want the coach listening to the fans. I want him making his own decisions. Um, even though every week I'm asking for Rios and Fierro not to play and I wish he would listen to me, but uh, you got to respect the coach and you got to respect what he's doing. Uh, I think Almeida does have a tendency to play a lot of his old players cause he's seen what they could do and he thinks it'll translate and it maybe doesn't end. You know, you don't know what happens at the training ground and he trusts his players and he trusts the system and everyone has their favorites. Like every coach may see something in a player that 
others don't and you know what you have to respect it and you have to go um i i just you're not going to please the fans and there's a reason there's people paying to go to the game and there's a reason there's people paid to be at the game and i think almeida while he's frustrated me recently i i have trusted him and i think showing that when he does make these changes they're smart and they're working he's getting the most out of a squad that if you just look at the talent level is probably subpar like if you go pound to pound because if you look at the seattle squad yes they're a bunch of teenagers but and even josh atencio who i keep bringing up because uh i kind of know him not really but uh (laughs) a lot of them played for these the under 19 under 20 like national team a lot of our players have not. <laughs> and if they are, they're starting. Right? These are their reserve players coming in that have played national level. Our starters have maybe played international. So that just shows the difference of quality. And that's why it's a little frustrating from that perspective. But as far as the why people are starting, that's only you only know if you're Almeida. And uh, that's it for the fan questions this week. But like I said, we have Portland LAFC coming up. We gotta get at least four points. I would love six, but we can't afford less than four. We cannot. Portland, I'm looking for a win. And LAFC, I'm looking for a tie. Vamos, San Jose. <laughs>